This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is another Astros podcast. Springer facing Anderson for the first time. First baseman Olsen now will back up, about a step behind the bag. Outfield straight away, the 0-1. And that's grounded sharply past the dive of Chapman and down a left field line. That's headed for the corner. Springer motoring for second base, and he'll get in with a leadoff double. Boy, he snuck it right inside that bag, out into left field. And usually a lot of good things happen for the Astros when George can ignite things really early on. And that is drilled deep to left field. And you can kiss that one goodbye. A three-run home run for George Springer. And the Astros' lead is 5 to nothing. Springer with his eighth of the year. Springer at the plate. And Springer hits one through the left side. That's a base hit. Out of the reach of Marcus Simeon, the shortstop, diving to his backhand. And Springer now, a double, a home run, and a single. Noticing a theme. Here's a 2-2. Check swing, ground ball, weekly hit. And that is off the heel of the glove. And no one's covering first base for Hatcher. Olsen didn't get over there, and Springer is safe at first. As initially, it was a bobble by Hatcher. That's going to be ruled a hit. Wow. That's when you're living good. So Springer now with a four-hit game. He's had a five-hit game in his career. Here's a 2-2. Off-speed pitch, pulls to the left side, grabbing at his pender. Gets up, and he's no play. Five hits for Springer. Another infield hit. And what a night for George. Way to his left was Chad Pender. He flagged it down. By the time he spun and got onto his knee, he knew Springer was already there. So wisely just held onto it. Second five-hit game for George Springer in his career. That's grounded up the middle and in the center, a base hit. A six-hit game for George Springer. How about that? Six knocks for Springer. A double, a homer, and four singles, and makes Astros history along the way. First Astro ever to have six hits in a nine-inning game. And he is just the second Astro ever to have six hits in a game, period. Joe Morgan had a six-hit game in 1965. Well, I'm talking to the manager, A.J. Hinch, today, and off of a great game offensively. It may be not coincidence that there was very few strikeouts and a lot more extra base hits. What do you think? I think we stayed inside the strike zone, which I know sounds easy, and it's always nice to recollect yeah. after after a 20-hit game. or um, When you put up runs, you're always doing things right, so it's, it's easy to pile on. But when we stay dedicated inside the strike zone, we weren't uh, swinging just to swing. We, we took a lot of breaking balls below the zone early from Anderson, which made him have to come into the zone, and, and boy, did we do some damage. So collectively, I, I was most excited about Marwin Gonzalez getting on track, the Derek Fisher home run, um, you know, Jose kind of coming through with a couple hits, and, and uh, he hasn't hasn't been feeling particularly well at the plate. Josh Reddick drawing a couple walks and getting a hit. Um, things that, I mean, we're going to go to George Springer in his six hits. That's going to get a lot of the 
the headlines, but um, we had a very balanced attack from a lot of different people. You mentioned Marwin Gonzalez, and we made mention during the broadcast that two strikes, two outs in the first inning, his base hit felt like it just opened things up for you guys. Gonzalez is ready. And that is lined in the center field for a base hit. Springer scores. Correa around third. He will score. Bregman goes to third. A two-run single for Marwin Gonzalez. And it is two to nothing Astros. Boy, did they ever need that. What a stroke by Marwin. Just when it looked like Anderson might wiggle out of it. Boy, that would have been so deflating for the Astros, too, don't you think? No kidding. It was because I I think when you get in a little bit of an offensive rut or inconsistency that we've had, you know, there's always that feeling of who's going to be the guy to break through with a big hit and separate yourself or just collectively exhale after working your way into a a few run-scoring opportunities. And we we felt that way in Arizona. We were one hit away. We'd line out to center or we'd punch out or – or pop up or the ground ball double play from Bregman. And that, that gets a little bit frustrating mentally and you get your guys to start thinking about who's going to mess up as opposed to you know, who's going to get the big hit. So Marwin getting that hit did put a, uh, a smile on everyone's face in the dugout, and, and I thought we saw everyone relax after, after us being ahead. Tell me how hard this is, and I'm thinking about Marwin again. First 17 games, he's hitting about a buck 60. Last 17 games, he's hitting about 320, 330. He got a steady diet of breaking pitches. Mm-hmm. And what was the key for him to start hitting those or, or laying off certain ones? Well, I think two things that I see in, in coming out of the spring, you know, I don't care what anybody says, there's separation between the spring and the season. Whether it's days off, whether it's uh, playing night games versus day games, the, the, the scouting reports are different. And, and it's crazy how players are, are so consistent in their career norms. Marwin Gonzalez never really had a great April. Mm-hmm. George Springer's never really had a great April. When the calendar turns to May, both players explode. And so it's funny to see that whether it's adjustment on pitches, maybe it's tracking pitches, maybe it's routines being developed. I, I don't know, but I, um, it's like when May hits, there are some players that I expect to just take off. And George Springer's done it every year I've been here. Marwin Gonzalez has done it every year I've been here. Um, and a lot of times with the hitters, it's always about pitch recognition and choosing the right pitches to swing at. Um, but something about May seems to bring something out of those two. Man, December, I think, would have been my month. Maybe the seasons are too short. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, I was a great hitter in January in those winter warm-ups when we were getting ready yeah. for the spring. It just never played any games. All right, George Spring. 1-1. One, one. That's grounded up the middle and in the center, a base hit. A six-hit game for George Springer. A double, a homer, and four singles. And makes Astros history along the way. Six hits. Let's talk about that a little mm-hmm. bit. I mean, it's, it's so rare, especially in a nine-inning game, just to bat six times, mm-hmm. let alone square it up. Yeah, it was big. And, and I still say the first hit was the biggest hit. I know the three-run homer was big. Uh-huh. The, um, the excitement of the, the extra hits at the end of his night. But a leadoff double. When George Springer goes, we all go. And, and, and it puts us in a run-scoring, a run-threatening situation from the very beginning of the game. Um, so I love that he that – he, he he start he sparked us last night with a leadoff double and then we we work our way to scoring some runs. So, uh, but six hits I've never seen it before in person. It's not something that happens very often. Six at bats is one th- one thing. We joke in the dugout that he needs partial credits. Got to go to the, the the pitcher first baseman miscommunication that sure. got him the infield single. Yeah. But um, you know he earned those hits and swinging the bat very well and shows up to the ballpark today in the leadoff spot again. All right, AJ, good luck tonight. Yeah, thanks. Back with more Astro Launch right after this. The Houston Astros Radio Network. One of the most dominating performances we've ever seen for a Houston Astro. Steve Sparks, Robert Ford. Garrett Cole with a masterpiece. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Welcome back, Robert. 
was born, joined by Astros outfielder Josh Reddick and a cool presentation before the game yesterday here in Oakland. Fans voted their 50th anniversary team here in Oakland and, and you were on it so you're presented with a with a jersey uh, by the A's but before the game and I know you're an Astro now your second year here but I know this place is, is pretty special to you and pretty close to your heart. It is you know I had some fantastic years here with some great teams and some great guys so um, what we did here was, was some special games so I really enjoyed my time here felt like I built a nice little home here um, really made a name for myself here you know if I don't get traded away from Boston I never know what would have happened and you know never would have came out here and shined the way I did early on and you know, really surprised myself, and I think a lot of people what I could really do here. But yes, the, the ceremony they gave me yesterday was very heartwarming and you know heartfelt. So it, it is good to see that they still appreciate you know players of the past, not only myself but guys that have come through. But at the same time, you know, to be mentioned in the category of, of the guys of like Reggie Jackson and Raleigh Fingers and Dennis Eckersley, and the list goes on and on and on with all the legends and the big names that have come through here as an Oakland A. It uh, you know gives you a sense of uh, you know being very proud of yourself, but a huge honor. What are you going to do with that jersey? Are you much of a uh, a collector? Do you try to, to get things to, over the course of your career? I'm trying, yeah. You know, the, the, early on, I got a lot of a lot of guys like the Jeters, the A Rods, and the Alberts, and all those guys. Um, but yeah, you know, when when I do finally build my retirement house and when I go to hang them up, I think. Uh, I'll have me a nice room with shadow box jerseys everywhere. So that'll be definitely one that goes into a shadow box. I got plenty that uh, need to be put away and hung up. But uh, until I have the room to hang them in yet, I'm just going to keep them in the closet or, you know, maybe even put them in a safe somewhere. How good did last night feel for this team? <laughs> Putting up 16 runs, team that had been struggling offensively, and and just big hit after big hit, and it started early. It was great. You know, I think we we came here. You know, at least from what I've seen last year, we came here and we had all the confidence in the world to play these guys. And, you know, that, that script was flipped a few years ago when it was on the opposite field. But I think when we come here, we have a good sense of, you know, we play well against these guys. And, yeah, we've been waiting for a lot of big hits. But yesterday it was good to see the guys come out and really uh, swing the bats well and, and really, sh you know, not only that, but get Dallas the support he needed. You know, Dallas has been throwing well and hasn't really had the record to uh, show how well he's been doing. But for us to come out, hopefully there's something that we can, you know, continue to do tonight and pick up on and use it to uh, move forward. Does it feel like that team on the other side now in Oakland that you once played for, like it's almost like a different team now because there's a bunch of young guys, not too many guys left that you played with. There isn't. You know, there, I think there's maybe three or four guys over there that I probably played more than, shoot, even maybe, I don't even know if I played a full season with more than anybody than Jed Lowry. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think Marcus Simeon was the other one. But, um, yeah, it's good to see the movement they do. You know, it's what they, it's what the Oakland A's do. They bring in movement and then, you know, get younger guys when guys do get established. And the guys they have over there are really, you know, great young group. I've, I've had the pleasure playing a few rehab appearances with them and getting to know them that way. So the Olsons, the Penders, and even the Ryan Healy that they traded away with Chapman and all that stuff. So it's uh, I know them pretty well, but I knew I always knew they were going to be good ball players. You know, it's good to see them succeeding so early in their career at such a big league level and such a strong division. And, you know, they, they keep, they keep this, this core together. They'll be all right for a few years. How are you feeling right now? How are you feeling at the plate? Are you are you where you want to be at this point? Um, not exactly. You know, I, I started off a lot hotter than I think I would what was going to and, and you know um seems like after I got sick in Minnesota it kind of fell downhill from there but I'm getting there you know just just a little bit longer than I anticipated to uh be struggling in my opinion um last night was a big improvement for me I think you know taking two walks and getting a hit off of a lefty you know and walking off of a lefty it was somebody that I had a lot of confidence going into my at-bats with I've had really good success off of him in the past so I think that was one step that got me in there um went into AJ's office after the last day in Arizona told him hey you know I'm not doing anything in the four or five hole right now. I think it's smart if we move me down until I get out of this funk. And he, he, you know, he agreed, and we're gonna 
you know, play, let that play out until I, I find my groove again and get right. How much does it help to get at bats against lefties? I know some lefties talk about how it helps them stay closed, and, and obviously you have to focus a little differently when you're facing lefties. Right, yeah, it definitely does make you track the ball better, I think, and, um, you know, it definitely helps your, your eyes follow the baseball because, you know, you got, you got to, in your back of your mind, you have to sit on the slider and make, make sure that you don't get out front of it. And um, I think that makes you stay true to the fastball. I did very well at that last night. That's something I haven't been doing on either side of the plate or either side of the arm. So it's uh, good to see that. But, yeah, I definitely think getting the bats against the right lefties are a perfect setup. You know, guys like tonight with Manaya, understandably a good day off for somebody like me, especially struggling. If I was red hot, you know, I'd be begging to be in there. But, you know, nights like tonight are a perfect way to hit the reset button and, and you know, reassess where you need to be. Josh Reddick, thanks so much for joining us. Yep, no problem. Robert Ford. Back at the wall, looking up. Sparks. These fans are ringside at one of the best boxing matches they'll ever see. The Houston Astros on your radio all summer long. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 